Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, August 20th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. Oakland, California. I'm Justin Robert Young. And our producer, Roger Chang, is in the house. Roger, how you been? I have been okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Never better. Good. Got an August Monday full of tech news to share with you, including a big announcement from Gamescom from NVIDIA. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. So back in January, Microsoft announced the preview of end-to-end encrypted private conversations in Skype, and the feature is now available for all users on Skype for iOS, Android, Linux, Mac, and Windows desktop. Users can select new private conversation, which sends the recipient an invite, and then all those calls and messages in that conversation will be encrypted end-to-end until either user chooses to end it. Users can also participate in only one private conversation from a single device at a time and then switch the conversation to other devices, but the messages they send and receive will be tied to the device they're using. Makes sense. That's good. Mine's, uh, Minecraft Education Edition is coming to Apple's iPad along with new features created for the Education Edition and available to all players. Microsoft announced that the school version of Minecraft will debut on the iPad in September. At that time, the Minecraft Education Edition app will be downloadable from Apple's App Store for use with annual Education Edition subscriptions purchased from Microsoft. Free tutorials and other class resources for teachers are on the Minecraft Educational Edition site. ARM has detailed its next two generations of CPU cores following the A76, Demos and Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Both future cores are based on the new A76 microarchitecture. Demos is its 2019 successor, aiming at more widespread 7 nanometer adoption, and Hercules is reportedly the next phase of the microarchitecture for 2020 products and the first five nanometer implementations. Ooh. All right, let's talk about apps. Justin, 
Mm-hmm, Tom. Apple removed thousands of gambling apps from its Chinese store after China state-run broadcaster China Central Television accused Apple of not adequately removing banned content, such as illegal and fake lottery ticket apps. On Sunday, CCTV reported that Apple pulled at least 4,000 apps tagged with the keyword gambling on August 9th alone. Apple says it was complying with regulation. It's it's an interesting order of events. Uh, if this were the U.S. or Europe, you would say, oh, totally normal. A television network brought light to something that was not being paid proper attention to, and the company has since resolved the situation. In China, yeah. though, I think the, the conclusion that most people jump to, and I'll be honest, I don't know if it's actually right or not, is that state-run television Stories like this are fed to them from the government, which would make you wonder, well, why didn't the government just contact Apple directly? But maybe they want to embarrass them or something like that. I don't know if that's true. Well, and, and nobody does. And that's part of the question is, is that, you know, which which side of the Apple's interaction with the government, which can oftentimes be touchy american companies working in china are very often touch and go uh china has shown a willingness to have chinese companies uh have pole position in a lot of these markets so who knows where 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 this comes from and where it ends the fact that it's at least four thousand apps too is you know that's more significant than oh you know it, you know yeah again as you mentioned tom if you know a- apple pulled a few gambling apps from the u.s store which i have access to even whatever four thousand apps is is that's a big number no it it feels like apple didn't think these were in violation right for them for there to be that many uh i mean the other conclusion you could jump to is that apple is incompetent uh i don't (laughs) that doesn't fit with other aspects of things so i feel like Either the the rules of the road changed or they thought certain things were allowed that weren't because uh, 4,000 apps don't just slip by you by mistake. Well, yeah. there is there is the old phrase criminology, right? Yeah, right. The, old, the old idea of in a top down authoritarian system, you are now watching to see where the portraits in the lobby of the Kremlin are being hung. So, you know, who's in power and who's out of power and. This, to me, feels a little bit like that, that Apple's like, all right, for whatever reason, they want to step down on gambling apps. Well, then, even if it's not against the rules and they haven't told us it's against the rules, then whatever. Get these up. Yeah. Let's talk about trackers, shall we? Fitbit is (laughs) making it kind of hard to tell the difference between a smartwatch and a fitness tracker. While still not losing the tracker category, the Fitbit Charge 3 is the new device. It has a new aluminum body, Gorilla Grass 3 glass, rather, 3 uh, display with 40% more active screen than the Charge 2. The Charge 3 is also water resistant up to 50 meters and is the first tracker to get smartphone notifications. That's huge. It gets seven days of battery life on a single charge, up from five days on the Charge 2. The Charge 3 will also come in two models. Uh, the Core version is $149.95 and then a special edition is $169.95 that features NFC and supports Fitbit Pay for payments. Pre-orders start today. Shipping due in October. 
Yeah, the Verge article in this sort of made a point of uh, how this is a tracker and Fitbit is not giving up on trackers, even though everything is all about smartwatches these days, but then points out that it's blurring the lines. I mean, there's a watch face <laughs> on this thing. Yeah. Uh, it's doing smartphone notifications. First time a Fitbit tracker has done that. Uh, so I feel like it reminds me a little bit of how feature phones are becoming smarter and today's feature phone often does things that smartphones did in 2006, 2007, when when the smartphone category was very young. And uh, uh, the analogy breaks down at a certain point, but it does feel like the difference between a tracker and a smartwatch kind of, is kind of blending. It's kind of going away. Uh, not only is, is that the case, but this is a device that effectively says... Let's just do literally everything that is well done now on smartwatches. Like people still love the tracking has been a thing for a long time, even before Apple kind of got in with the iWatch and Android Wear and stuff like that. Uh, this is all the things that are done well on a smartwatch. You know, notifications have been a thing. Pebble owners certainly have uh, very much enjoyed that for years and years. Uh, the question is. Is this a device that you're going to wind up wanting to keep for three years at, you know, $150, $170 price point? Or is it something that as the radios get better, as the battery power gets better, as the processing speed gets better, and now smartwatches can do more things independently from your phone, are, are, are these going to be relics of the past fairly quickly as, as those devices step up? Yeah, I, I look at it and... I think, well, shoot, if I can get most of what a smartwatch does for 150 or even 170 bucks, not bad. But also, when you buy a tracker, you don't expect it to look like a watch. But when you're going out for the evening and you've got a smartwatch that looks acceptable with your outfit, you may not wear your tracker, uh, which is, I know some of you kind of dismiss that part of the notion, but that, that, that is a different choice. You, people who wear trackers, sometimes they don't wear them all the time. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting category. I mean, I like the idea of the tracker being the watch, just so I don't have to think about the two. As mm -hmm. you know. but then, would you ever hit a situation where you're like, "Ooh, this is a tracker. It really looks like a tracker with this outfit," or I'm going to a funeral or something, and that looks weird. Well, yeah, which is why I don't have a smartwatch mm -hmm. um, because I feel like, yeah, it, as far as sort of fashion goes, it mm -hmm. rarely works. But mm -hmm. I, I, I would prefer not to have. Two devices, if I have to care about both and, of them. And, that, and that's the thing. Is all, all, all smartwatches are trackers. Yeah, right. Yeah. This, this is a tracker saying, oh, we're going to do some smartwatchy things. BitTorrent creator Brom Cohen criticized cryptocurrencies uh, using the term gold bugism. Gold bugs are, are people who think that gold is the solution to a lot of different economic problems. Uh, Brom says he sees Bitcoin as something that's fundamentally flawed, especially the wasteful mining process. We have to mm -hmm. run these high powered graphic processors or specialty processors. And this apparently includes Tron, which is the company that acquired Cohen's Bitcoin BitTorrent company. Tron's founder recently launched the idea to improve BitTorrent protocol by integrating it into the Tron network, which would allow users to earn TRX currency by seeding files. Cohen has left Tron and he's working on his own environmentally friendly cryptocurrency called Chichichia. It's just spelled C-H-I-A. Uh, but it is based on proof of space, not mining. So you don't have to run processors and use electricity. You have to have storage, which is an interesting spin. So uh, Brom Cohen has been upset with 
management at BitTorrent for a fairly long time, uh, dating back to the previous CEOs. <laughs> dating back uh, to almost 2004 when he formed BitTorrent, the company. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so I don't, the fact that he's left is not particularly shocking. What is more interesting is the fact that he's a brilliant mind and I'm curious to see what he does next with this. Uh, uh, you know, reaction to cryptocurrency. Yeah, the idea that you do proof of storage makes me think, well, people are just going to buy, you know, terabytes and terabytes of storage. But he seems to think that that won't work because there is so much ample storage re- already uh, that it won't be worth the money to do. And he's a smart guy. He's a really good engineer. Maybe he's right. Had you guys heard of gold buggism oh, yeah. before? Yeah, it's a 30s era turn. It, I think it got coined around the time of people advocating to stay on the gold standard. Uh, I see. Okay. Oh, really? I, I, I would have thought it was gold rush related. No, no. Gold bugs are the, the people who are like, we need to keep the gold. Don't None of this paper money. I don't want your greenback dollar. I don't want your silver change. To quote Woody so wait, Guthrie. So what, is, so what is he saying in terms of the bit uh, of, of, of Bitcoin? He's saying Bitcoin is like gold bugs, like people who don't really understand how currency works. Uh, and so they're trying to create they're recreating the the what he considers the mistakes of gold bugism virtually. Huh. Wow. That's uh, by the way, don't claim to be an expert. If you're an economist and you want to explain this a little better, please feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. But that's my oh, understanding. Wow. Gold bugs, where you at? Go ahead and write on in. Well, where- yeah, gold bugs are definitely already going to write in. I would like an economist to write in. The gold bugs are going to write in and say, gold standard will work, and here's why. And I already expected those emails to come. Okay, then gold bugs, settle down. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and delete that trap. Uh, the Financial Times reports that the European Union is considering forcing tech companies to delete terrorist propaganda from their platforms within 60 minutes of it being flagged or face fines. Legislation requiring a 60-minute takedown was passed in March, but the guideline was voluntary. EU's Commissioner for Security, Julian King, said that the EU had, quote, not seen enough progress, end quote, on the issue and was willing to take stronger action in order to better protect our citizens, King said. We cannot afford to relax or become complacent in the face of such shadowy and destructive phenomena. Not rep- not a representative <laughs> imitation of Julian King. Right. Uh, it might have sounded like that. I don't know. It might have been, yeah. I don't really know what Julian King sounds like. My, my, my apologies to Julian King, his family, and gold bugs around the world. <laughs> All the gold <laughs> bugs out there. We hear you. Don't want your greenback dollar. Well, uh, listen, I mean, I love the idea. The, the, again, in theory, this is okay. If it's terrorist propaganda, sure. It should, it should be taken down within 60 minutes, but what tech company i mean look at twitter these days twitter can barely get its act together on a variety of things like what what company is actually capable of of enforcing something within an hour i i i think this the, the, we're confusing a lot of different problems here twitter not getting its act together a lot of people and maybe you mean they should be taking this person off twitter and they're not that's a policy decision reaction time is we all agree there's no controversy that this is something that needs to be removed there's no there's no debate about whether it oh should he be taken down or shouldn't he we're all in agreement this is a terrorist posting 
and you're taking too long after you know it's there to take it down. And so this is this is where Facebook's like, well, we're hiring thousands and thousands of people. And YouTube is, we're hiring thousands and thousands of people to do this. I don't know if Twitter's doing that or not. Well, I, I, I will say that there is an element of like, hey, if you are, if this is the rule of the land, then you're going to make, things are going to get pulled faster because they would rather err on the side of putting it back up than violating the law, which could pr- prove to be a chilling effect. Actually, that's yeah, that, that's there. That's where I was. I was looking to get. Yeah. Well, let's talk about gifts, shall we? Please. Giphy launched a redesigned homepage with a feature called Stories that organizes gift being into themes like, for example, Justin, you might like this one: WWE SummerSlam or the affair finale or adorably confused dogs. They're always adorable especially when they're confused. One new story will be published every hour, curated by an in-house editorial team. The page has been in beta, but the official launch coincides with the MTV Video Music Awards. Giphy is also exploring ways to share stories beyond the app and the website. What's funny about this is this morning when we were deciding whether or not this should be part of the show, I was like, Giphy has a homepage? Yeah. Where's that? Okay. I only know it integrated within Slack. So I've always been fascinated by where the market of gifts as a product are, because obviously there's an opportunity for sponsorship. Anything that's popular can be advertised on. This is, I think, a greater collection of uh, of of like up to the moment things. So if you want to share stuff, and and you mentioned SummerSlam last night, wrestling Twitter is very dependent on gifts because it is sharing that one thing that you just saw that you want to you know uh, discuss with your friends. Uh, I do think that this is a great idea that is going to need to live outside of Giphy, and and I am willing to get a new keyboard on my apps for it. I'm willing to get. <laughs> different things if, if it can solve you know scratch the itch of live conversation or you know d- d- discussion afterward you see it a lot with sports of of uh, the thing that just happened i want to share uh but i don't know if i ever need to if i'm ever going to giphy for it although maybe this is a lure to bring me over that wall Maybe. And and Sarah, I think you nailed it. Most of us think of Giphy as that thing in that tool we use that provides easy access to gifts, whether it's Slack or some other uh, social network or something like that. Uh, nobody thinks to go to Giphy.com anymore. They, there was a time when I think people did go, uh, and they called it Jiffy.com. That's how long ago it was. But <laughs> they, uh, the, I think that's what Giphy is trying to realize is we need to figure out a way to get people over here. And I can't decide if this is, hey, a cool thing that will make people start to think of Giphy as a place to see what's up, a la Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, or Snapchat, as they steal the term stories the way Instagram did. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Uh, or if it's, gosh, we really want people to come here, let's do a thing that we think will make them come here. And everybody will say, no, that's not really what I use Giphy for. Well, and I also think, okay, well, if it's, you know, someone in my family who's like, what's a meme? Eh, gifts. Like, I know what it is, but I don't really know how to, like, search for them or whatever. That's perhaps Giphy saying, okay, we're, you know, we're, we, we, we're now a name brand and we can maybe get people who, you know, aren't so woke to come to our homepage and download these gifts. You and have to start sharing the stories out for people to understand, oh, there's right. stories there. Because, right. Sarah, you're right. Most people are going to go, there's a homepage there? Mm-hmm. Well, also, here's the thing about Giphy. What do you share on Giphy? Nothing. You find things to then yeah. go. Copy, paste, and then you send it as a message to your friends. Yeah, I'm not on Giphy saying, hey... <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if I have friends. Do I have friends on Giphy? I have no idea. I like Giphy and I don't want to throw them under the bus, but I think you might be right. I think it may be backwards. You know, like, hey, we we really want to convince you to do a thing. And we're like, "Mm, that's not what we do. That's that's not how we do this. I, I, I do think, look, it's a good product. Where it lives has always been a mystery to me when it comes to a, a GIF aggregation. Yeah. And uh, maybe they know a secret sauce that we do not. Maybe. Oh, well, I'll give, them, I'll give them the benefit of that doubt. They know their business. Giphy has you'll, been doing you'll, good stuff. You'll gift them the benefit. Of I will gif them. Gift them the benefit. You Don't do that, Tom. At Gamescom, NVIDIA announced consumer versions of the Turing Gipu. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I say GPU? Sorry, at Gamescom, NVIDIA announced consumer versions of the Turing GPU architecture that brings ray tracing to the desktop thanks to RT core compute units and those new Tensor cores for AI interfacing. We talked about these in the quadros a while back. Now they're ready for you to put in your home computer. Founders editions of the RTX 2080 will sell for 800 bucks, and the RTX 2080 Ti for 1200 bucks. 
Both of those come in September 20th. The almost as powerful but way more affordable RTX 2070 is 600 bucks. Uh, that one's coming later, but pre-orders are live now. Uh, the non-founders prices were also announced. Those will come through third parties. Uh, talking about 499 for the 2070, 699 for the 2080, and 999 uh, for the 2080 Ti. Ray tracing is the big deal here. Uh, we can you can find the specs everywhere, but ray tracing makes realistic lighting uh, look better than rasterization. Uh, rasterization is the current process that builds the image up from the ground up. Ray tracing, I, I actually learned a little ray tracing way back in the 90s. You say, put the source here, shed it here, and then the computer figures out where the light would bounce off and how it would interact. It's been around for decades, but it's something that is very computer intensive, and it was not practical to do in a home desktop PC, on a, even a gaming PC. Uh, ray tracing now with this, NVIDIA says, we're able to do it locally uh, on your computer, which makes for much better looking games, especially things that need good lighting and realistic lighting to look good. I, I will add that um, what's so monumental about this is it's real time. Like I remember doing ray tracing back in college. Right. And you would literally set the algorithm and you would walk away and eat lunch and come back in about 30 minutes to see how shiny your little billiard ball yeah, right. got rendered no, That's the classic one, right? You have the billiard ball with a light up there, and you're like, yeah. okay, I'll be it's back like, no one touched sandwich. this. Yeah. And sometimes if you were super paranoid, <laughs> you just you know unplug the keyboard so no one would touch yeah, anything yeah, as you yeah. walked away. Um, and this is huge because up until now, you needed a workstation or you needed a, a cluster of renders in order to do any kind of real-time uh, uh, ray tracing that was acceptable where someone would say, hey, that was worth the time or, or the money to, to put into it. And uh, this could help revolutionize the amount of, you know, you know, small user generated animation, 3D animation in a field that's been typically, you know, processor heavy, which also meant money heavy like Pixar or, or large studios like that. So let me ask you guys this. Obviously, ray tracing is a big idea. Is it worth the price tag on these specific graphics cards. I mean, I don't find these price tags to be out of proportion to what you would expect in the normal growth of the price tags of brand new GPUs. This is this is just the cool thing that this one does. The, the 1080 was really expensive when it came out, too. Maybe not quite this expensive, but um, if you're not into having the latest and greatest video game hardware anyway, then no, this is not going to be worth it. Uh, this is about, I have to have the lowest latency, the best-looking resolution, the best-looking lighting uh, for, for the most realistic gaming scenario. If you're that person, then this is what you're going to want. Someone asked Bram Cohen what he thinks about the energy uh, saving. Oh, these things are a power draw. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> they use a lot of watts, these mm-hmm. new ones, uh, because they have all those tensor cores. Remember, a lot of the ray tracing being able to do, be done locally in real time, like Roger said, is because the AI is handling it, those tensor cores. I think they described it as having multiple NVIDIA 1080s in a, you know, in a separate area to do just the AI stuff. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Also, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. I was in there this morning doing the Daily Tech headlines. Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. If you want to hang out on Facebook, great. We've got a place for you. Facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Tech News Show.
All right, let's move on to the thing of the day from Amateur Traveler. That's this Chris is Chris Christensen. Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. Well, your hopes of flying taxis just got a little closer because Rolls-Royce revealed that it is working on propulsion systems for flying taxis. These are electronic vertical takeoff and landing vehicles that can carry up to five people, and it plans to be ready for mass production by the mid-2020s. Now, if you think of Rolls-Royce as just a luxury vehicle company, you may have missed the fact that they make one-third of the airplane engines in the world. Mm. So this is a company that knows what they're talking about. I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Thank you, Chris. Add Rolls-Royce to that list of all the companies that are Sure, they're going to bring a virtual takeoff and landing taxi service to your city. I bet one of them works. Maybe two. All right, let's move on to the mailbag. James from Columbus, Ohio, has thoughts on our hotel security conversation we had with Shannon Morse and Lynn Peralta uh, last Friday, uh, which was uh, immediately uh, after DEF CON. James says, in contrast to the hotels you were discussing, I recently stayed at a Hyatt in Montreal, and they give frequent guest points for each day that you opted out of maid service as part of an environmental policy, right? If you don't wash towels, you're saving the earth. Seems to me it would be more efficient and less intrusive if the hotels you were discussing put their security effort into controlling what entered the hotel instead of searching rooms. I think they've chosen the intrusive method out of vanity. They don't want visible security to disrupt the image of their lobby. So they have these security checks going on behind the scenes. Uh, well, yeah. First of all, I I think Caesars has the same program, which says, yeah. oh, well, if you don't it's, want... It's pretty common. Yeah, if yeah, you don't want common. the maid to clean the yeah. room, we'll give you credit on something. Uh, sure. I see that a lot. So, so that doesn't really play into it. It was the people who put the Do Not Disturb sign up and said, do not come into my room for more than 24 hours that caused the security. So I don't know. I, I'm sympathetic to James' argument that, like, hey, they, they wanted to hide the fact. But if you <laughs> hide the fact, uh, it didn't work because everybody started talking about it on blogs. Yeah. But I also think there's a, a legitimate impulse behind, you know, what's disturbing is the person who won't let us come into their room for days on end. What are they doing in there? I'm not saying it's this is the right way to go about it, but there is a legitimate potential threat there versus just like, oh, yeah, you can come into my room if you want, but don't bother cleaning the towels. I, you know, because the maid will still check the room if you don't have did not disturb. They just won't change the towels out. Uh, can I can I say something about this? Number one, you cannot talk about the DEF CON hotel security thing without talking about the the fact that the attack at that music festival was uniquely scarring to a town that is built on that is a very good point that it's like this that's the reason why they're doing this and if it happens once it's a tragedy if it happens twice that town's viability right and the company the the corporations that that run the, that down their viability is now at a very serious inflection point number two to say okay well this hotel that i go to has a solution for it understand you have to uh, you have to understand that there are towns like I, I forget which intersection it is, but it has more hotel occupancy, well, just one intersection than San Francisco the city has. The 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 scale at which they need to have security measures is gigantic. So well, and let's I, be clear: the emailer was not saying that another hotel had a solution for it. No, he no, was no. Just no. pointing out that there's this maid service thing, which there actually is. isn't. 
related, to be honest. And that's what I was trying to point out. Sure, sure. I, I, this is this is a huge. I think that what happened at DefCon was a failure to communicate between a very specific clientele and a very scared corporation that well, desperately doesn't want this thing to happen. And we did bring that up on Friday when we talked about it. And the fact that when you were scared, sometimes you do things to allay the fear that may or may not actually solve or prevent the problem. Uh, and and I'm not, I don't want to go too far down that road because that's an entirely different discussion. Uh, but whether this policy actually was keeping people safer or not is, is a question. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, and and to be honest, I think that this had more to do with them proving that they were doing something. Yeah, yeah. For a million different reasons, both ethical, moral, and legal, uh, uh, than it necessarily was about them stopping something. Well, and you know, on paper, I I'm the kind of person who would tend to be like, well, better safe than sorry. But Shannon also pointed out several of her, you know, peers who were like, you know, I was in the shower and like somebody came into my room. I mean, that's not right either. So, you, you know, there's there's some sort of balance that perhaps yeah. will be struck. At and folks, if, if you're hearing it for the first time on this episode, please go back to Friday's episode and yeah. listen to that entire discussion, because there are things we're not going to recover this time around that we definitely talked about on Friday. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very sympathetic to all the DEF CON attendees that had that uh, had that happen. I also know from having many, many friends in Vegas, the... This is not just a thing that happened. This is like in 20 years, this town cannot be here if this thing happens repeatedly. Well, you know what will happen repeatedly if we have anything to do with it is Justin Robert Young being on the show regularly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Justin, what's been going on since we saw you? I guess it was last Thursday. Oh, man. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Of course, I got my brand new game out, actionnewsgame.com. Thank you to everybody, all the DTNS listeners that have been uh, uh, tweeting me at Justin R. Young or at Contender Games with uh, them having their games and playing the games over the weekend. It has been very heartening to see uh, people having such a good time with it. Uh, So please go ahead and check that out. And, of course, my free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Five days a week, five stories a day. Mm, few hot takes mostly gifts go ahead and check it out <laughs> hey folks uh don't forget that you can and should be a member of daily tech news show because you get more than just this 30 minute show uh you get columns you get to interact with other folks in the audience uh the smartest audience in the world and you should be a part of it uh we just need 12 more members uh to actually reach our goal for the month so please head over to patreon.com slash dtns and check it out our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Please let us know what you want to, I don't know, talk about next time. We're also live Monday through Friday. If you want to join us live, please do. 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A. 
copyright 2024. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 